She's my friend because we both know what it's like to have people be jealous of us. Hi everybody, welcome to another wonderful episode <laughs> of Those Hosts Over There. I'm Doma. This is Nopel. What's up? <laughs> Hello there. Hi. <laughs> so beautiful so i can't really like concentrate you oh, know look I'm at you. distracted by your beauty oh my gosh yeah. you're so corny <laughs> <laughs> thanks hon uh no we're we're both looking really good today i think you look oh, wonderful you. As usual. i love your outfit oh thank you thank you, you look very dressed up you look like you're about to go for a date <laughs> sadly no <laughs> Uh, so i was just talking to nopal earlier just about the struggle that is dating sometimes and i just want to give a quick uh, reminder to individuals who are out there dating that they need to be punctual and reliable <laughs> and not flaky. So if you're a person who's dating or, you know, in the process of dating, just, you know, be a nice human being. Make sure you're showing up on time. Make sure you're communicating in advance. If you can show up on time, just be the best person you can be because people deserve the best. I agree. Nice. <laughs> Well, uh, what's and don't up? expect me to pay for your bill, you know. Oh my <laughs> <Bring> god! <your> <laughs> Let's go Dutch. Bring your money with you. <laughs> do people do this sometimes? Do people are people like I don't have my wallet? <laughs> no, but like I don't know. I mean, in the heterosexual world, usually women expect men to pay for them. I have a problem with that personally. Yeah, I think it's sexist. Honestly, I think it's I think it's sexist. Because the thing is, I was raised by a single mother, yeah. so I'm, I'm used to women paying yeah. for stuff. Like my mother was the breadwinner in the yeah. house right and she still is so like it's really strange for me when a woman would expect me to pay for her mm-hmm. and sometimes we're not even on a like a romantic date just a friend date and they but they still ex- yeah because you're a man I'm really? like, That's yeah weird. but i never do though <laughs> you're like, Girl, bring yeah. your own money <laughs> i have a problem with it as well it also depends because i'm nigerian and in nigerian culture mm-hmm. the men have to pay okay if i'm going on a date with a nigerian person with a nigerian man Sometimes I don't want to offer it because I know Nigerian guys are offended if I offer to pay for myself. Okay. It's so weird. And one of the things I can kind of tell if a person is super traditionally Nigerian or not is if they're okay with me paying for myself. Isn't okay. that so fucked up? Yeah. And the other day I went on the on a date with this person and when we were ready to leave before the server came back, he was like, hey, how do you want to pay? And he asked me in advance, which okay. I thought was like really thoughtful because, you know, sometimes it's awkward when the server gets there and you're like, oh, how are we paying? Are we splitting it? Right. So like the fact that he like checks in advance, I was like, that's nice. So he asked, you know? You, you know what my problem is? Whenever I go on a date, whether it's, mm-hmm. I haven't been on a romantic date for so long, especially mm-hmm. with a woman, but whenever I go on a date with a woman, mm-hmm. they usually bring me the bill without even asking yeah, that happens if it should be split or not. Yeah. When I go on a date with a man, a romantic date, and I indicate that it's like a romantic date to the waiter because or the waitress because yeah. usually they don't light up my candle if I'm with a man oh, and really? I, yeah they don't they don't they only light up my candle if I'm <laughs> with a woman so yeah I always indicate that oh this is a date so please light up my candle <laughs> you know this is because I love candles like, bitch I need the illumination yeah, yeah I need the light like, like last time this girl took my candle away and I swear to god I'm like had she given my candle to one of the straight people like sitting on the table she took your candle yeah i would have gone crazy so i'm like excuse me could you please bring the candle back and light it up so she realized that we're actually on a date and then she brought me the bill i'm like 
bitch, men do not pay for each other. Like, you know, like your heteronormativity, like exercise it over like heterosexuals. Oh my God. Men do not pay for each other when it's two men on a date. Really? Yeah. You could offer. Yeah. But that hardly ever happens. But you're expected to pay for yourself because it's not a heteronormative relationship. But the thing is, they don't get it when it's two men and they realize you're on a date. They bring you one bill and they give it to you or something like, you know, it's kind of weird. Or sometimes they bring you one bill and it's two men. Oh, who are we giving it to? You know, they're kind of like so (laughs) perplexed kind of thing so annoying i'm not joking I love it. like it's so much oh my god it's so much fun from like yeah. an, a, a watcher like an yeah. audience perspective yeah. but when it happens to you i'm like bitch just please oh my god. you know no, yeah like, that happens even if i go out with my friend and it's not a date just like a, ra- a random friend mm-hmm. they always give the guy the bill right yeah all the time it happens always and it happens more even more more so if it's a black guy because all my black friends people assume we're a couple just because we're both black <laughs> That's so funny. Ew. One, one, t- one day, this lady thought my brother was my husband. And I was like, that's disgusting. Right? Like, yeah. I was like, bitch, no. Do we look alike? We look alike. <laughs> like, yeah, because same skin oh my color. God. Yeah. And no, literally anybody who's like a dark-skinned person, people always think we're a couple. And even for me, as a dark-skinned man, because like in Eastern cultures, mm-hmm. men pay for women. Yeah. Even when I go out with a woman for a coffee date yeah. or something, they that's not romantic. Even if it's like we're doing homework or something. Yeah, they give the bill to you. Yeah, not only that, the women would expect me to pay because really? I'm being stereotyped as this like Eastern man who's, yeah. who's exercising his like masculinity yeah, yeah, yeah. and pain. I'm like, it's a huge masculinity thing. Uh, yeah, I'm like, you know what, girl, yeah. <laughs> pay for your own stuff, or or pay for me, you know, like uh-huh. that's fine. But. I know sometimes <laughs> if it's like I'm like I don't mind paying for my friends because like next time you can pay for me too. Right? Yeah. The most awkward thing happened. I was really hungry. It was the past two weeks over Easter holidays. I was super super hungry. It was not really a date. It's like this. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I was like, how do I explain this? I know, I know, no, I get it. Relationship. Anyways, it's a complicated relationship. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go get food, and I want to have some Japanese food, and everywhere was super, super full. I noticed that I didn't have my wallet. Okay. Which was really, really weird because yeah. it also meant I didn't have my driver's license, and you can't fucking drive without a driver's license. So right. I, I, when I got to the restaurant, I was about to leave the car, and I was like, "What the fuck is my purse? The purse is not in my car. Like, <laughs> I left my purse at home, which means I left my wallet, my driver's license, my ID, everything, everything. was there." So I was like, uh, "Bruh, I guess you're gonna have to pay for me, right?" Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." We get into the restaurant, and then we are just you know hanging out, trying to order whatever. And you know how people don't vocalize stuff, and that's how they say a lot of communication is nonverbal. So I could feel his energy was different. Okay. And I was like, "What's going on?" Like, why is this boy acting all strange? I was like, was he trying to be like more dominant or something? No. Oh. Guess what it was? What? He was like, I didn't expect to be paying for you today, so I don't have a lot of money in my like bank account. Oh. I know. <laughs> That's so he's funny. Like, uh, I need to like. He's like, I need to like transfer money from my savings account to my checking Check account, it. and I do, like my phone is about to die. I don't know if I can make this transfer. And I was like, oh my goodness, like. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just phoned me, you know. <laughs> I was like, it was very awkward because I was like, okay, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Right? Because that's awesome that you don't feel this weird masculinity thing when you can't tell me. It's like a human thing, right? Yeah. And I was like, so you know, I'm fucking hungry. I'm going to eat a lot today. (laughs) (laughs) And that place is kind of expensive as well. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I can send you an e-transfer. Let me know. I can support you. (laughs) I can can help, you know? Because I'm about to eat a lot of food because I'm fucking starving, right? Yeah. And he's like, you know, don't worry. I'll just put in my credit card. So I ended up eating a lot of food and put in his credit card. So it's fine. Did you pay him Um, back? I actually haven't paid him back. Yeah. Yeah. Ask him out for a next date. Let's just say I paid him back in other ways. (laughs) Cuff, cuff. So funny. <laughs> Anyways, what are we talking about today, Nofo? What, what's, what's going on in the world? You want to do news first or pop culture first? 
Um, I don't know. Let's go with pop culture because I know nothing about it. So it's like, <laughs> I'll be educated. Okay, nice. So Beyonce has a new scholarship out. Oh, yeah, for, like, sending girls for, yeah, like, education. Yeah, yeah. Beyonce's doing the most these days. I just love her. Michelle Obama sent a tweet out being like, hey, Beyonce, thank you so much for supporting girls and all that stuff. It was awesome. So it is a formation scholarship. It is the one-year anniversary of Lemonade. Nice. This is from Jezebel. It says, in, or- in honor of the one-year anniversary of Lemonade, pregnant Beyonce has bestowed upon us the, w- the gift of formation scholars and i think she's choosing people from certain universities yeah that's awesome i don't know all the details about it but it's nice that beyonce is so is it like in the u.s kind of in the u.s i wish it could be international yeah they said the scholarships are worth twenty five thousand dollars each and are geared towards women's study in creative arts music literature or african-american studies at berkeley college of music howard university pearson school of design and spelman college you know in the u.s they have a lot of scholarships i know unlike here. i know unlike here right? everyone has I a agree. scholarship in the I u.s <laughs> like all of my friends do you know Same here. it's really easy yeah. to like find a scholarship i know like canada doesn't have a lot of uh, scholarship no at all it's pretty and, unfortunate yeah Even for international students to pay a lot of t- fucking tuition you know right yeah thank god i'm not international but i know like, I still struggle a lot yeah, so yeah i was an international student in the u.s and we had yeah there was about scholarships available one of my friends went to the u.s on a soccer scholarship randomly he was yeah. not the best soccer player but he was good enough to go to school for free you know? right yeah <laughs> well i feel like in canada to get a scholarship for sports you have to be quite good yeah and i think a lot of people a lot of athletes who get scholarships here are not it's not like a full ride yeah it's, it's not like a, you're getting like thousands and you know what else a lot of rich people get scholarships in canada which is like really weird i know i know a lot of rich kids get scholarships a lot of like the people i know have scholarships are like rich as i know what i've noticed is that some of the time like the scholarships especially entry-level scholarships are based on what you did in high school like did you go on trips did you go on this did you go on that which if you're going on international trips you're probably fucking rich (laughs) to begin with right Right? yeah and the thing is the government's always talking about like helping the middle class Mm -hmm. and low-income families Mm -hmm. the birth series that they give are three thousand dollars per yeah. year and wow. that's like that's literally nothing that's like you know two classes y- yeah classes. like that's literally nothing yeah so anyways <laughs> thank you beyonce for supporting people who you know need that extra support to go to the university i, I don't know if it, if it should be gender exclusive though i kind of find it mm. a little bit strange that really? it is gender exclusive because a yeah. lot of women okay so th- there are a lot of marginalized women yeah. but a lot of like racialized for example men yeah. have way lesser of a chance to go to university it's than really a lot the, of like um, in the u.s yeah so high like, class black men women you yeah. know so it's That's like a good point. i don't know if it should be gender yeah. exclusive M- maybe i don't know maybe it should have been like targeted towards like low-income families yeah. who are accomplished you yeah. know something like that i guess that. Maybe because of her album is was just about like black womanhood the, the lemonade album yeah maybe that's why she targeted but, I see but this is for any women though like this it's is for not, any women. yeah it's not it's black not, women it's not, like it's not just black women. yeah um although i think the some of the schools are like black uh, historical historical black universities in the u.s but i think that's what you're saying about in the u.s lots of times black men have especially due to the criminal justice system black R- men have a really hard chance often accessing university because of all these barriers Mm -hmm. which black women face but the barriers are different right yeah yeah anywho (laughs) so something really really weird happened recently actually there's lots of weird things that happened this past week do you know this group called migos no they sang do you know the song called bad and bougie nope oh good for you (laughs) good for you I know um, a song uh, a band called the goat and your mother (laughs) how's this related (laughs) <laughs> it's not related but it's, like, <laughs> it's so weird this man so Migos they're, they're famous for their song called Bad and Bougie which is you know I don't know what to say about those songs it's just like <laughs> 
It's nice. I, I don't even, I don't even <laughs> know. It's really popular. It's like very catchy. So Migos were on some news channel, whatever, talking about whatever they're talking about, some random shit that nobody cares about. And then they asked them, I think the question was, what was their most surprising tour moment or performance moment? Okay. And guess what they said? They were like, what? well, we were in Nigeria, which is a third world country. And it was really surprising to hear people singing our songs word for word, although they don't really speak good English. <laughs> you know what's so funny? This happened. Dear Lord. Okay, this so happened. for me, I always get complimented on mm-hmm. my English all yep. the time. And and the weird thing about it, people think I was born here. Mm-hmm. And they still compliment me on my English. Too, yeah. My Jamaican friend was complimented in her English and she's like actually I only speak one language and it's English mm-hmm. and then the girl's like no but your English is good she's like English is the only language I speak <laughs> and she did not have a she like a, she, she did have a Canadian accent yeah yeah but like mainstream Canadian accent but yeah. she did not have a, a foreign accent yeah and yeah she was still being complimented in her English and I saw the interaction happening mm-hmm. right in front of me she's like English is literally the only language I speak. And she's like, well, your English is still good. Yeah, and, and the worst thing ever, I hate this. When people are like, you speak English good. I'm like, no, I speak it well and better than you. It's not <laughs> you speak English good, you know? That's I love thing. it. Yeah, Woo! but it, ha- it happens a lot, though. Yeah. Like last summer. That happens to me. Yeah, too. during my job, not my job interview, but my first meeting mm-hmm. uh, at my workplace, there were five people. All of them were discussing how good my English was and whether I spoke it with a British or a Canadian accent. And those who thought I spoke it with a Canadian accent were, were discussing how come I don't have an accent, although I was not born here. And my supervisor was saying that my English is really good. They were literally debating and evaluating <laughs> my English. And the thing, yeah, in f- like right in front of my eyes. And the thing is, their grammar sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I speak English better than all of them. I publish in English and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like that. But for me, because I always I speak Arabic, so yeah. everyone has the right thinks they have the right to evaluate my yeah. English language skills. Wow! But it happens to a lot of like monolingual native English speakers. I know, you know? and that's the weird thing. It says we were surprised with the reception we got because it's a third world country and there's a lot of struggle in the city. To see that firsthand was amazing. And for them to come to the show and know our lyrics word for word, they were looking, they paid attention to everything that was going on, they knew word for word, and their English wasn't even that good. Oh, and you know the funny thing about this? These these three men who are talking are people who people would consider their English to be hood, which yeah. is the idea of like African American vernacular English, or whatever. Yeah. So Nigerians obviously were really like going in on them on social media. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But some African Americans were like, "Well, how dare you like talk about their English? Like our English is good." That's why it's ironic. The fact <laughs> that African Americans, right, who get criticized oftentimes for speaking English a certain way, yeah. are criticizing other people for speaking english yeah and also like do these people know that like nigeria is a, a country Anglophone. that's like i yeah. know that's colonized by britain so most people speak english like I what no it, it was so fucked up come on guys it's so strange but i usually notice for example those who actually are monolingual mm-hmm. and do not do not speak the language well because a lot of monolingual yeah. native speakers do not exactly. speak the language well actually feel the obligation somehow exactly. due to their idiocy to like comment and evaluate exactly. your english you know so a lot of like my english professors for example yeah. would not give themselves the right to evaluate my language skills but my writing they do yeah and as they do to any like native speaker but yeah. those who are not very yeah. pr- advanced in their own language mm-hmm. give themselves the right to like evaluate i know yeah. i know that's, yeah. it's, it was really weird who, gi- who gives you the right to talk about 
if a person's English is not good. Right. And the ironic thing is most people in other parts of the world speak multiple languages. Right, right? yeah. Like people will speak Indian, people will speak English, they'll speak Pidgin, just like Creole, they'll speak their other languages. Yeah. And I'm like, people, even if they're English, let's assume Nigerians spoke terrible English. They're still better than you. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, yeah. At least they speak more than one. Right, yeah. Um, this is why I love Beyonce. Beyonce will make music and shut the fuck up. Yeah. More more people who make music should do that. It's like, we don't care what you have to say about anything. Make your dumb music and call it a... D- like, we literally don't care what you have to say. S- especially it's not that good of a music. I know! know. Like, oh my god. So oh, funny. so done. Yeah. Back to something else that's shocking. Have you watched Grey's Anatomy? Nope. I, I know of it, but you know like, Jesse, I haven't watched it. You know Jesse Williams, who's like the activist bae? I'm going to show you not a picture really. of him. Not really. Show me. I feel like you have to know him. Really? Why? <laughs> He's just so famous for being woke. Is he? Well, we're debating that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. You know him, right? He, he, oh, my goodness. He gave a speech that yes. I shared on my timeline on Facebook. Yes. The things about being an immigrant and living in survival mode. That one? Did he give a speech about that? I, I'm not surprised. He gave a speech. His famous and, speech was one about the BET Awards where he said just because we're magic doesn't mean we're not real. Do you remember that one? He, no. And he's also, like, not straight, right? No, he is. No, I think it was another one that... <laughs> He's no, actually about like, to talk about his wife or his ex-wife. Um, the heck? Maybe, but he could be like something. I don't know. Is, is it this guy? What's his name again? Jesse Williams. No, I'm talking about Wentworth Miller. Oh, no. Wentworth, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that you can't tell them apart. <laughs> but, okay, they're equally <laughs> as handsome, so maybe that's They're pretty handsome, and they, I guess they both have short hair. <laughs> yeah. That's so fun. I don't know this guy. Yeah, he's in Grey's Anatomy, um, super well-known activist. The breaking news is that he is getting divorced from his wife. Nice. He is. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> like, he's on the market. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not because of that. But like, congratulations for getting divorced, really. That's what I told my parents when they got a divorce. I, I thought it. I was like, <laughs> took long enough. <laughs> I literally said congratulations to, my, like, to both of them. Were yeah. they like, fuck you, bitch? <laughs> no, they were so shocked. They didn't say anything. <laughs> and I'm like, you should have never gotten married at the first well, place. I, he- yeah. I hear you. Some people, please. Yeah. Listen to this Don't podcast. get married. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Reconsider if you're about to tie the knot. Be like, mm, yeah, maybe, maybe not. not. <laughs> Don't procreate at least. Please use contraception. Like for the love of God. Like I pay for your contraception. Like I'm not joking. Oh my gosh. Why are we giving Why are we giving reproduction advice in this show? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people procreate, especially like heterosexuals. Like seriously, be aware of your own privilege I and agree. like use contraception. I agree. Some people need to not be having babies. I know. Honestly. A lot. A Honestly. lot. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Jesse Williams. He's getting divorced from his wife. They've been married for five years, and before that, they were together for five years. So they've been together for about ten, 10 years. Ten years, okay. And he was before he became. They've been together even before he became famous. He yeah. was a teacher. He was a high school teacher, I believe, before okay. he became an actor. And she's she works in real estate. So they're getting they're, they're getting a divorce. And the ironic thing is that one of the re- one of the reasons that people are speculating mm-hmm. for, for the divorce is that he was cheated on his wife with this white woman who's also like an actress um, okay. called Minka Kelly. So people are mad that Jesse Williams is known for talking about black women and supporting. Is he black. is he black? He's black. He's okay. mixed race. Because um, he looks very. Do you think he looks kind of pale? Yeah. I guess so. He has really, like, his features are very all of the place. Like, he has, his skin looks mixed race, but he has really blue, yeah. blue eyes and, like, he's kind of pale, okay. too. Yeah, so, they say that he was cheated on his wife with this woman who is white, and people are like, this is ironic that he keeps talking about black women. 
I mean, and he's cheating on his wife with a white woman. Even if he cheated on her with a black woman, it's still like... Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's yeah. still cheating. There's the right, boy. Yeah. So people are mad about that. And there also people are mad that he is seeking to not give his wife spousal support. Apparently, they don't have a prenup. And okay. so the people would reject not having spousal support if there's a prenup that that's an amount partner would get. So there's no prenup. What's that like a spousal support, though? It means that if they get divorced... Um, they get like that 50... I don't know if it's 50-50, but it just means maybe he'll have to give his wife some money every month or something. For what? For how long? I don't know. But what about his wife? Wouldn't she pay the richer, The richer one. The person who's richer. Oh, really? The, I didn't, yeah, I the didn't person know this exists. Yeah, this exists. So th- he definitely has to pay for upkeep of his kids. But I think they, you have to pay spousal support depending on who's wealthier. What happens if they don't have kids, though? Yeah, if they don't have kids, then there's no, uh, there's no custody, right? But yeah. spousal oh, support s- has to happen. Oh. Don't quote me on that, though. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm Googling it, so it's like, <laughs> if you were married, you lived together, in a, but it doesn't say solely, like, for children or not. Yeah, I, I don't think it matters if you have kids. Really? So he's, so people are mad that he's, although he's wealthier than her, yeah. and they've been together for so long. I don't know how I feel about that. If I got married, and let's say my husband was less wealthy than I am, which is very possible because I plan to be a millionaire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in my life. Yeah. I would not give him his spousal support. I would be like, fuck no, you're not getting my money. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't yeah. think a person should get spousal support. Just by oh. default. Yeah. If, if the I think if, for instance, Jesse Williams' wife was in the process of maybe being married and having kids, Maybe they were not, like, she was not working. She couldn't have a career mm-hmm. because she was taking care of the kids. Yeah, maybe. I would think that's a case where she deserves spousal support because because due to his career and his lifestyle, she was not able to work. Mm-hmm. But she has her own career and her own life. Like, she doesn't have to get mon- his money. I yeah. absolutely did not know about this, though. Yeah, I, I it, am shocked. I'm like, thank God I'm not thinking of marriage. I don't think <laughs> I'll get married. I know. Unless I get married to a millionaire, which will never happen. I know. I don't get along with rich people, but, like, I hear you. yeah. Yeah. So this, this oh, is yeah. the thing. So people are, this is uh, been a controversial week. That's what's up with Jesse Williams. I'm, I have to say I'm a bit shocked that they're getting divorced because, I don't know, wow. A lot of people get a divorce. I know, so. a lot of people get divorced, but yeah. it just feels weird that like Jesse Williams, who's all about black women and shit, was cheating on his wife. It's not um, confirmed. It's not confirmed. But Maybe. it'll be ironic if he was like, black women are this, and then he cheats on her. Ugh. Anywho, so that's that for pop culture. Nice. So for this week's segment of No Sister Left Behind, I want to call out black girls who consider themselves to be right or die. Oh, I've never heard of it. So right or die are girls who consider themselves to be loyal regardless of the situation or circumstance of loyalty. And the reason I talk about this is because, I don't know if you saw it on the news, but Aaron Hernandez, who used to be a football player, recently committed suicide in prison. Aww, that's sad. I know, that's, it's pretty tragic. He was in jail for murder of a person who was really close to him. Okay. Uh, so he was a convicted murderer, and he killed himself, apparently, while he was in prison. And the, the really tragic part of the situation is he has a four-year-old daughter. Oh. Yeah, so his person who he was convicted of killing was dating his future sister-in-law. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, yeah, it does make sense. So, obviously, when that happened and he was the, ch- the prime suspect, his fiance sister was like, fuck, fuck this man. I'm not going to be your, I'm not going to be part of this nonsense. Yeah. So she testified against him 
Yeah. And but his fiance testified in his favor. Okay. Which means their relationship was basically damaged. I watched a few minutes of the trial and it was tragic. Yeah. So this girl, other than supporting I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize her for supporting her boyfriend or her baby's daddy. It's like what well, bitch you can do whatever you want. Yeah. My problem with her support was that Aaron Hernandez, who's no longer on earth, was a really, really bad partner to her. So she was talking about little things that he did. I made, I wrote a list of all this. This is like, <laughs> what not to do in a relationship. Like, don't put up with this shit, woman. 101. <laughs> Literally 101. So she talked about how he would not come home late at night. He would go clubbing. He would not come home at all. And she was like, you know, I was pregnant at home. I asked him, hey, if you're going to be late at night, can you please give me a call and let me know if you're going to not come home? And they asked her, did he do that? She's like, I can't say he did that regularly. That's number one. Number two, he cheated on her with a babysitter. And she was like, I knew I had to make compromises. Holy. You don't really? make compromises when it comes to cheating. I know. You know. She's like, I drew the line on intercourse. I don't I don't believe that happened. Bitch, oh. what? <laughs> I mean, cheating, Literally. cheating could even be a word. Like, someone I could know. emotionally cheat on you. I right? know. It's not, Those other it's things. It's all sexual. It was cheating. He, he wouldn't come home. He wouldn't help out around the house. She was like, my role in the family was to cook and clean. He had a gun at home. All the, the list heck? of all the things he did was endless, and he also was convicted of killing her sister's boyfriend. So, so the thing is, testifying in his favor, maybe she thought he was innocent. So that's that's, that's possible. Okay, that's, I o- think. I yeah, that's okay. I think if that's you think okay. He's but saying with him in a relationship yeah. that's like that, I mean, I know what forces you. And but maybe there are yes. there are other external forces that force her, like maybe financial need, maybe it's possible. Whatever. It's possible yeah. like she stayed with him due to financial need. I'm not gonna criticize her for testifying on his behalf. But staying with him, though, regardless of how desperate of money she was in, she has a baby with him. He would have supported the baby anyway. You know what? Yeah. It's like, come on, woman. You can't be right or die regardless of how shitty the man is to you. You know what's really interesting, though? I see a lot of even students at UVic mm-hmm. who are, like, university educated. Yeah. And who are not wealthy, but middle class. They live with their families. Right. Or they live independently or something. And yeah. they're in a really, really abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And they see them. And that's re- really weird because they're, yeah. not, they're not depending on the other person for, let's say, like financial needs or whatever yeah so maybe only the emotional needs but like, how the, how is he even fulfilling her emotional needs i know that's so really that's weird the thing. so how desperate are you it's, to like or low standards remain, low yeah. self-esteem low self-worth remain in like in an abusive relationship yeah. right and i know some people who are like, a thing with the person mm-hmm. and then the person physically abused them yeah and then they started dating the person what? i'm not joking yeah so no sister left behind don't be left behind because you're being right or die like leave okay bye bye (laughs) (laughs) fake news you are fake news okay so news oh my gosh so what happened on facebook i saw this ad that promotes victoria as a tourism destination okay what's really interesting we're very racially not very but we have racial like a decent amount of racial diversity in Victoria, right? Mm-hmm. So you see people of all colors. What's really interesting... In I, this, play, I will play the ad right now. In this ad that you can see right now, you can watch right now, is all, don't tell me all of them are white people. What the fuck? And they're whiter than the Oscars. But the question... <laughs> no, literally. But the question is, Buma, why? Because I worked in the tourism industry. Mm. Tourists are not only whitewashed, mm. but they're literally white supremacists. And let me explain. <laughs> it's actually sad when you look at it. 
So the thing is, so no, the ad is actually really white. I know it's whiter has than the Oscars. Any, has there been any criticism of this ad? No, but I, I will on my Facebook and. What the fuck? Okay. So the thing that's is, really, that's yeah, really white. So the thing is, this ad that promotes Victoria as a tourism destination is whiter than the Oscars, as I've mentioned and before. And it's whiter than Victoria, which so, is really white. So, yeah. So the question is, why is it white? Yeah. I worked in the tourism industry. Mm -hmm. The tourists when they come here, they only want want like Europeans, so-called white people, that's to true. be their tour guides, to yeah. be their teachers, to yeah. be their homestay yeah. family. Like when they come here, when I, uh, the ESL school that I worked at, mm -hmm. like Asians would actually write on paper that they want like white families and white teachers, mm -hmm. and it was really interesting. So the school I worked at had a lot of diverse, not a lot of diversity, but relative diversity mm -hmm. in its in its teachers. Mm -hmm. So some teachers were Canadians of like Asian descent, and other there were a lot of Europeans from other European countries who had accents, non-native English accents so okay. they were from like countries that did not speak english as a first language right mm -hmm. and the teachers who are of, a, of an asian descent did, some of them did not have accents however the students would ask to be removed to the to the white teachers classrooms because they're white and they don't want to be taught by asians you know what i'm not joking uh, i was asked for example how come you're not white and you know the directions how come you're not white and you know you know more you're more knowledgeable about the city than your white co-workers they you actually asked you like that. literally literally asked me that everyone's like oh where are you from and for me usually when someone asks where are you from i say i'm from canada yeah just because like i know if it's a race-based race, race -based question or just yeah. like a genuine question, but yeah. a lot of it is race-based, right? But they never, uh, yeah, they, they'd question me, like, oh, where's your family from or something? But yeah. when it's like a European who's an immigrant mm -hmm. and they say they're from Canada and no one questions them. But the thing is that they wouldn't even shake my hand, for example, what? when they said they're so disappointed. Yeah. So I had to work really hard to gain their respect and yeah. their quote-unquote love yeah so the thing is wow. the ad does not surprise me that it's whiter than the oscars and white as heck literally like the whitest ad i've seen in a long Damn. time yeah but the thing is it does make sense that they want to promote it as a tourism destination yeah. and tourists really want white yeah yeah and the thing is like that's what victoria is known for for because it's uh, it's victoria yeah it's fucking colonial as hell which yeah. is tied into that idea of britishness which people imagine it's very and, very white yeah and and the thing is a lot of tourists a lot of people in the world are literally white supremacists yeah, even if they're yeah. not white because yeah because white supremacy is deeming the whiteness as the supreme race yeah. and that's literally the definition of white yeah. supremacy there's the kkk white supremacy which yeah. is like an action so the thing is yeah people are whitewashed wherever yeah, you go in the world true. and whiteness is deemed as better mm -hmm. but it's just like really sad yeah. that even like Damn. victoria is contributing yeah. to this whitewashing yeah. Yeah, sad, sad yeah. world. So tourism Victoria, please do better. Yeah. Please do better. I've been thinking about that Shea Moisture ad, and people have been talking about, for people who don't know, you can Google it. Shea Moisture released an ad which basically talked about how white people have hair hate. And it was really weird because it can't equate the struggles of white people not liking their hair mm -hmm. to the struggles of black people and other people of color not liking their hair. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Like, come on. It's just not the same. And that's literally what that ad was trying to do. So it was really disappointing to see that happen so share moisture please do better something else i was telling you know for last week i was telling you about how i found out that when you get old <laughs> ew pubic hair ew. <laughs> so the thing is let me clarify something i'm not gonna say a word about this so you go <laughs> why i'm not a big fan of pubic hair <laughs> or body hair in general did you shave your body hair um i'm not gonna say anything but i think you should assume the answer is... Oh, my God. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was watching this 
show on Netflix, and it's, it's called Chef's Table. It's really good. It's, yeah. it's basically profiles the lives and like career oh, of people care. No, of chefs <laughs> who okay. are cooking. Okay. So chef, there's this episode of Chef's Table that features uh, the Buddhist a Buddhist monk, a Buddhist monk who's a female. Yeah. Okay. Apparently they call them nuns. I thought they're monks regardless of the you know gender. What? You know what? Some people would be like, oh, like in the Hindu Bible, in the Sikh Bible. <laughs> Bitch, it doesn't exist. The, the, it's called a holy book, know, or it has another name. You the know, people be like, "Yo, the the Muslim church." I know, I know, the Muslim, the Muslim church. The Muslim pastor. I know, I know, I know. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, I love every Muslim. I'm just like, bitch, you, or, could, you could Google that shit. Or have you ever read the Muslim Bible? I'm like, well, I haven't because it doesn't exist. Right? There's the Quran, but anyways, yeah. So this monk, who apparently they call them nuns, I just call them monks. Monks. I listen to yeah. gender, right? So it, the the episode shared her life and career being a chef who only cooks in a temple because usually the people they profile cook in famous restaurants or whatever mm-hmm. she cooks in a temple and her food is beautiful nice. so one of the things that I learned watching that episode was she said she was talking about when she was younger because m- monks have to wake up multiple times a day or m- multiple wake up early in the morning and pray multiple times a day so she had to wake up at 3 a.m. to pray and she became a monk when she was 17 years old and she said how it was really difficult for her to do that mm-hmm. but she said as the body as she gets older she le- requires less sleep and i was like oh my gosh i keep hearing about you know old people requiring sleep less sleep more oh i no, thought i thought less, you sleep more no i i oh. old people usually so i googled it it's like what's the deal with like old people requiring less sleep yeah and apparently statistics the research i read was saying that you don't they don't necessarily need less sleep when you're older your body finds it harder to get good sleep okay right and that's a lot of times because of medication that older yeah. people take so when i was googling this you know how you put typing things in google and yeah like something so I, I typed in do old people and then the, it autocorrected to do old people's <laughs> pubes turn gray. Ew, ew. <laughs> what the fuck do old people's pubes turn gray obviously i was gonna click it yeah. so i clicked it and apparently it does oh scary yeah so i was like damn that yeah. sucks i mean you don't have that problem because you shave so. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm not a huge, I don't mind body hair and guys, but I just can't see myself with like gray body hair. So, um, news of the day, if you're wondering, when you get old, your body hair and pubes will turn gray. Uh, <laughs> disgusting. That's what I'm going to say. It is kind of gross, but like, whatever. We're going to get old one day. Ew. No, like not, not getting old, but like if people care, thing disgusts me. Like, no, folks like cringing right ew, now. Everyone, Actually physically cringing. Everyone should shave, honestly. <laughs> Uh, ew. They're gonna anyway. call you. They're gonna call you a body a body hair shamer. Okay, I mean when it comes to chest hair. Do you mind chest hair? I, on me, I love I love. You love your own hair. chest hair, but you don't like other people's chest hair. <laughs> I don't really care. What hair don't you mind? Okay, so arm hair for me uh-huh. is like sacred. I never touch my arm hair. Okay, okay. my chest hair, I trim it. Okay. I trim my legs as well. Do you? Yeah. Every other thing, psh, I shave. You know? Really? Yeah. Why do you trim your legs? You just don't like it. They look. Super they look nicer when they're trimmed. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, that's why. It's the same thing with my chest. It looks nicer when it's trimmed. Okay. You know. But the thing is, I think like having chest hair on a guy. Yeah. A moderate amount of chest hair is nice. Yeah. Good. On a girl, I haven't seen it, so I can't really <laughs> judge. You know? No, I, I haven't seen a woman. I've seen women shirtless. I actually have, and they didn't have chest hair. So, nice. but I've seen guys shirtless who had chest hair and did not have chest hair okay. and I'm like having chest hair is way nicer you think so, okay. yeah i think so but the I thing is <laughs> yeah but the thing is there's something for everyone out there could you please please shave your armpit hair it's disgusting i know 
Oh my gosh. Our shit should be shaved. I, like, and also, it's just, it smells when it's not fucking shaved. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so no. Ew. No, I'm literally getting like, so up. <laughs> I know armpit hair. Ew. I have a problem with armpit hair. Like, I have a serious issue with armpit hair. I don't like, yeah, body hair in yeah, general. Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't mind body, like chest hair, but armpit hair. Ew. But, oh god. Yeah, but arm hair, like. I like yeah. arm hair. Yeah, me too. Like, I think yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this conversation went south. <laughs> or, or north. Oh, uh, I know, right? Ew. <laughs> and I love it. I'm like, I'm not going to say a word about this. And then we'll just you had, like. You had a lot to say, <laughs> So that's against the rules, and you can't sit with us. You can't sit with us! So, no, but you had interesting things to talk about in terms of the idea of coming out and what that means for different individuals. So, I think. For me, like in general, I think coming out is so overrated because hmm. the thing is, there's so much pressure on coming out, but in coming, like literally for me, in being who you are publicly mm-hmm. and loudly without making a scene about it. And, mm. cause, and the problem with that scene is it's very heteronormative because heterosexuals expect from you to yeah. make a statement, to... Who subscribe to a label right. all the time, right? And to tell everyone like, that you're not heterosexual, basically. Right. And I think not only is it, like, too distressing, mm. but also it's coming to heteronormativity and heterosexism that requires you to act according to heteronormative rules, you I know? See. So that's the it's thing. I think in coming out, in sometimes, like, for example, for exa- if you write, like, I don't know, if you just, like, write about having a boyfriend on Facebook, that's not coming out. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, oh, hey, everyone, you know what? I'm gay. That is just succumbing and surrendering mm. to heterosexism and heteronormativity that right. expects from you to explain yourself all the time. And I, and I was saying, I'm, I'm, an, I'm not a heterosexual person, and if you've listened to this show before, <laughs> you, you probably know this. And the thing is, the whole world knows, and I've mm. never, ever come out. Yeah. I, I don't have a coming out story. I mm. never will, because I've never struggled with who I am as a person, right. and no one should. So making that statement, just like gathering, for example, family members and making that statement for them, yeah. is literally situating them in a superior position where they could exercise their prejudice against you and their oppression as well. Mm. So it's very important to have those personal boundaries and a space where no one could discuss your sexuality with you. No one could push you to subscribe to a label or mm. anything. But also, were you being you, being loudly yourself right. without making a scene, let's say. I like that. You know? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know nice. what? Like yeah. That. For me, true equality is literally living the heterosexual life in a homosexual way <laughs> without, true, like without, that. without succumbing to like heteronormativity. That. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's it for me. That's, that's yeah. true makes sense I like yeah that. you know um, and don't follow the straight lifestyle <laughs> it's bad for you <laughs> you're so petty <laughs> oh my god yeah abomination <laughs> culture call out calling out people so you don't have to Is there anybody you'd like to call out this week? <laughs> I think you're pushing me to call out someone. <laughs> you, you oh! Know, based, based on the story I told you. Oh my god. But <laughs> I feel like I already called out a lot of people today. You did. I did. I, I call. I started out calling out people who are flaky. So actually, let me just do a reminder of all the people I've called out on this episode. <laughs> so I've called out people who choose to date, although they are incapable of doing so because they are flaky and poor communicators do better. 
Yeah, I think Number I'm gonna one? call out someone based on the what we we're talking about coming out and stuff. Honestly, <laughs> I wanna call out all those straight people, and I'm using the term straight because straight is like different from heterosexual. Straight mm. is like a vibe, you know. <laughs> please, please, just because you're straight, that doesn't mean you have the right to ask question people's sexuality, mm. ask them about their coming out.